All right, welcome to another episode of Mother Cluckers. If I don't need that thing closer to me, we need to keep it with you, cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is me, Cat Lopez here. And we have several guests today. We're super yes. excited to have them. Honestly, Stephanie did not introduce herself. Hi, I'm over here. And of course, Heidi was a loud one that you never have to worry about hearing ever. Right? We'll, so. we'll just get megaphones. Everybody will use their cheer voices in the future. Cheer voices. Who are our guests, Kat? So we have Miss Debbie Eason is here. Hello, hello. And Miss Rachel is here. And then we have the lovely and beautiful and gorgeous Liz again. <laughs> Heidi's daughter and granddaughter again. Yes, that's right. Hopefully this time she'll chime in, though, and not get quiet. <laughs> I kind of was earlier. That's true. That's true. So, Miss Heidi, what is your topic for today? What? <laughs> can, can I go last? I, I thought Kat had all of it. I thought she had them all covered. All right, so let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't steal that catchphrase, though. That's that's somebody else's. <laughs> we can't talk about it. We have to cluck about it. Let's cluck. Let's cluck, Kat. All right, so we have something historic happened over the weekend. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Miss Megan Markle. Yes. I haven't watched the wedding, um, but I think this is the the dawning of a new era for the royal family because so many things have changed over since Queen Elizabeth to now, and I think this marriage is a huge, huge step in, um, I guess, forward thinking for them. Well, I'm done. I don't follow celebrity news, so I saw it on Snapchat the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I just briefly saw, like, little bits and pieces of the wedding. And I was like, who's that black woman walking with the queen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it! Megan Markle's mother? Yes. <laughs> I know who she is now, but I had no clue. And I don't think she looks... Megan Markle doesn't look black at all. Like, I think she looks multiracial, but I don't necessarily. I mean, I thought she was Latina. Or Me too. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have known specifically what her. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know. I could see that. Um, but yeah, I totally thought she was something more like Puerto Rican. I had no clue. But I do agree. I think it's historic, and I also think it's historic because now, obviously. The lineage has changed to include daughters, not just sons. Which is also a big deal. Which is a big deal, and that comes with, you know, the changing times that we're living. It's not time, you know, it's only been 100 years since that passed in America. But we haven't, but we haven't had anybody yet. No, but when a suffrage happens, that leads right now. That there's something historic that happened just yesterday. And that is that the first nomination of an African-American woman of a major party for governor. 
So think about that, like just for a second. It's 2018, and in America, we have the very first woman to ever receive a nomination for a major party. And that's just a nomination. It's not just for a major party, though. That's for governor. Because there have been women, and and African-American, black, whatever you want to call them, women that have served in high capacities. Um, High capacities, but not governor in particular. Not, maybe not governor in particular, yeah. but other other things. Well, but I that's that goes and speaks to a bigger point. So you have Tammy, you know the veteran, the senator, and that they changed the rules for the, the Congress or House of Representatives so that she could nurse her child and bring her child, just like yes, just like the lady from Sweden or Norway that you know has her child with her all the time could bring him into the actual house so that she would be able to vote. And still function. They had to change the rules for her. And think about that. 2018. How long have women been doing stuff and taking kids with them? How long have we been using our boobs to nurse babies? And this woman was barely allowed. Yeah, we've nursed these men. And this woman was barely barely in 2018 allowed to nurse her baby on the Senate floor. And we've had women in the Senate for many years now. But they weren't allowed to nurse their kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely set up from like bring your kids to work. It's, but it's like, you know, to have that level that other places have, you know, it, it's just crazy to me that it takes so long. Like, why does it take this much? We all look at Jenny. <laughs> why does it look like does not have children? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I think? Okay, so. I have this big thing, so I nurse my kids. First up, I don't care whether you nurse, you bottle feed, feed that child, however you feel comfortable, and whatever works best for you. I nurse my kids. So my philosophy is, if you can bottle feed your child, I should be able to nurse my child when you're bottle feeding. Yes. Well, legally, you're allowed to. So it's weird that there was a law that was against other laws for people in the Senate. Or the thing is, like, who wants to eat in a bathroom? Not me. Or covered up. Or covered up. Try to put the blanket over your own head while you're trying to eat. When it's 110 degrees out. It's 120 in the shade in Texas in the summer, but let's cover this baby who already is hot up. With a really big, thick blanket. That's how I I felt at her dad's house. But I you like, should have to cover myself. But you, but that was you felt uncomfortable. So I think it's different if the mom feels uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and doesn't quite feel ready to do that. With my first, I did that. But by the time I got to um, Aaron and Glory, to my twins, I was like, I don't care. Like, I have two babies screaming at me. I don't care who in the world sees these things. I am nursing those babies. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people can only tell because there was two. Yeah. But it's not like you could see a ton of stuff. But, I mean, if it's for the mom's comfort, that's different than for everybody around her's comfort. Because right. we show more boobies walking down the street than we do in general. Then we do nursing. Well, I think they, they did that undercover expose where they showed like a Victoria's Secret person with her bra on yes. her hands, right? And then this lady sitting there nursing, and people were offended by a lady nursing. But that was like right next to each other. Yeah, telling her it was disgusting. Right. And I'm like, really? a woman in lingerie behind you. Like, I mean, I don't mind Victoria's Secret, but I'm just saying. Me either. I found the one that I watched on that was this guy walks up and he's berating the mother who's feeding her child. And the lady, the girl that's beside her that's got her boobs, you know, basically hanging out was like, 
really? You're not, you're yelling at her, but not me? Like, and he goes, well, that's natural. Well, what the crap do you think feeding your baby is? That's what they were created for. <laughs> How do you think that's it? what they're cute Just because they look good doesn't mean they were created for a purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, I think about it. Depending on whatever religion, how do you think that? You know, Moses was fed. How do you think that Jesus ate? I was trying to figure out bottles back then. That's for dang sure. No. That's not the way we think of it. Well, we ended up from like London and the royal family to boobs. To boobs. It is about change. It's 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 very nicely. She looked very <laughs> elegant. And she yeah, was I heard is people were saying her dress was bland. It was yeah. pretty long, not not what they expected, and they were kind of downplaying it. I was like, you know her what? Makeup, what did you expect her to spend a million dollars on the dress? Well, I was like, she looks classy. Oh. She's not trash. I don't know if it's pretty hard to recover. You know, unlike some chicks, when they get married, they got their boobs hanging all out for her butt and everybody else to see. <laughs> So, here's the thing. Why aren't, so we're sitting here talking about how far women have come. Why aren't we, and not just us in the, way, in, in the room, but why aren't women in general, why don't we support each other? Like, she looked beautiful. Who cares? She didn't want a glam look. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's her wedding. It's her wedding. She's so we're going to tear her, her down? Yeah. I mean, really, she's got more money than all of us put together in this room for sure. Uh, and what about <laughs> It would have been considered a very glamorous look for the 30s and 40s. I think that her spinning of her dress, it looked very Princess Grace. It really did. If you looked at Princess Grace's dress, it looked very similar. Here, and it, it's funny because... Except without the lace. Yeah. I have a friend who went to go do, watch a viewing in the Metroplex, and she walked out because the ladies were being so mean about her dress. And she was like, it's a beautiful dress. I'm not going to lie, it was not my favorite dress. It would not have been the dress that I chose. But, I mean, I thought it looked beautiful. It was gorgeous on her. And I think the look that she wore to the reception, I mean, it was fierce. And this is my thing. You you express that it was not your choice, but you didn't tear her down. And that's why I think, why do we as women feel the need to tear each other down when we don't agree? Right. Like, it's the same reason why when we go out on a date, we dress up and look super awesome with a ton of makeup on and spend five hours on our hair. It's not actually for our date. It's to show off in front of all the other women that we're going to see. Yep. Exactly. I don't know. I I think in a lot of ways, it, it makes, you know, for me, I don't wear a lot of makeup usually. But when I do, it's it's because I want to feel better about myself because I like the way it makes me feel. It doesn't, I don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's each their own. Whether you want to wear makeup, you don't want to wear makeup. Right. But I agree. I think the big thing is that why do we tear each other down? Why, you know, why do we feed into that mentality that we're told by other people? Whether that be thoughts, which I'm sure everybody can look at, but you don't know what it can be. That's why. Mm-hmm. Instead of supportive of each yeah. other. We are taught from a young age to be happy. Yeah. Like a doggy dog Which is why mm-hmm. all the women in this room hang out with boys growing up and not mm-hmm. other girls. Right. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Izzy, you're hanging out with girls right now. So, you're going to change the world, okay? <laughs> she I said yes. They're starting to do the whole gender neutral thing, and I'm like, so are we going to even be classified as women in the next 20 years? 
differences between each other and I think that's the biggest Which thing is like of us actually have the problem like that is the whole select group and they keep creating the problem I really think that goes back to the last podcast where we talked about homogeny that there's a distinct Probably. difference between someone who is racist or sexist or misogynistic or ageist, ageist whatever whatever is it is and someone who's homogenous but homogeny can cause that I mean, it can cause yes. that because if, if you grow up and you're always around the same thing, that might be what you feel the most comfortable with. It's just like people who are afraid of other people, like, you know, whether it be a Muslim or someone from Asia or someone from India or an African-American or a person. Well, all, I mean, all it is is somebody opposing somebody else's ideas and trying to bring it down, regardless of saying, okay, well, I I'm a male. But I associate myself as being female. It's just like the people have a bias against anything that's not their own, you know? And so it's just. To me, I'm like, I don't need to live your life if that's whether I think it's right or think it's wrong or agree or don't agree or no matter how I feel about it, it's not my life. It's really none of my business. As long as you're not. It's threatening like racist or biased. Unless you're hurting or, people, not the whole other stuff. Yeah, hurting people well, I mean, is a different like, thing. If it's legal and you're not hurting anybody, you're not hurting any animal, anything, let's say anything, there's, there's you know, minimal amount of pain, then it's not, you know, I guess, why does someone feel the need to condemn it to that extent? Well, um, I think it's very simple. I mean, you know, name your ism, if you would. Mm -hmm. uh, it comes down to fear and it comes down to what you consider to be your comfort zone. And most people, like, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'd say something like 90% of people will never push against their comfort zone and, and learn how to face their fears or learn anything new, basically. Yeah, and I think so many people are looking for other people's approval. And I'm like, really, who gives a crap? Just live your life the way you want to. All you have to do is answer to God to God, you know, what you do with your life, but it's just like people are always opposing somebody else's life, and it's like, do what you want to. I don't even have to answer for you. Right. So, right. just get over it. Well, just, just your own personal Just because I don't agree with you doesn't make me um, against you in any way. I and the biggest, do it the same way you do. The biggest thing where people go back to, like, the Bible. So, mm -hmm. as, a, as someone who I do... I am not the perfect Christian in any way, but as someone, I, I believe in, in Jesus. He never showed hate. So regardless of what anything else is said in that thing, if that's the example that Christians are following, he never showed hate. And so the only people that he showed that type of behavior to 
were the religious people who were showing hate. Right. And I think that's what we forget. People, it's why I don't hang out with very honestly, very many Christians like coming to this, um, to this Wednesday night thing. And like, I, I kind of stay away because I, I also don't want that judgment. Like I'm not perfect. And, um, I just, we forget that Jesus showed love. So, well, it's, it's the whole thing that love is in the Bible more times than condemnation and other things that they talk about. And I think that a lot of times, and I think it's a mix. So, you know, it's 2018 and whatever. Okay, we're back. Sorry about okay. that. Um, but I grew up and all I ever heard about was hell and damnation and that this particular religion was the only one going to heaven. Me and too. not even like. And we all grew up in a different religion, and we heard that, too. Yeah. All yeah. of you know, I literally, literally got beat over the head with the Bible. I am not joking you. Literally. We believe you. By the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Dad. No. <laughs> oh, dear God, I think I probably would have killed myself a long time ago, honestly. <laughs> Thank goodness he was not. But I think that all that, I think some of it's that generational thing. Like, I think it's. In previous discussions that I've had with people, it's holding on to that last vestige. You know, like, the good old days were so good. Okay, But were they really? They weren't. Having yeah, that's, were they really <laughs> that good? Because <laughs> I was thinking they weren't. You know, well, and that's not what even gets me is when people talk about well, the good old days, and I'm like, I personally think that we're not doing fabulous right now, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And I mean, if you want to go back to, like, pioneer days, I mean, you know. <laughs> no. I yeah, want a shower and a toilet that flushes. Yes. Yes. Living to be older, you know, teacher. I mean, yeah, they, they forget to tell you the good old days, the pioneer days. What was their average lifespan? What, like 35? Yeah. Maybe? Segwaying <laughs> into a new topic. <laughs> The reason why not to live in pioneer days is the wine is way better now. It really is. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not made with dirty water that can't be filtered. <laughs> hey, but when yeah. Jesus made it, it was pure. Yes. Oh, 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 Only when Jesus made it for like a whole 33 years. And he made it the best. Two thousand years ago, there might have been the best wine ever, but we didn't get that. Oh. Well, the thing about you is there's always that thing said that well. People in the Bible drink wine because the water was bad. I'm like, uh, the wine was made with that same water. So I understand, <laughs> I guess, alcohol, distillation, whatever, but still, not so great. Well, it's just like if you look at my hair, you can get meat or not. I mean, you could begin the concoction of like sawdust and who knows whatever you were actually getting. Like, the good old days weren't that good. They really I tried to on the wine. I tried. <laughs> I love wine. I mean, hey. Jesus, we, so we're talking about the word love is in the Bible more than any other word. We forget that the Jesus didn't show hate and Jesus made wine. Not, not just made, it was his first. It was his first miracle was making wine. So I think, so I think that if we don't drink wine as Christians, then we are not, <laughs> we're not showing love. We are not showing love. We're not showing love. We're not showing love. Show love. Show love. Love me, then you'll support everything. 
my people are saying. That's not true. And I'm like, you, I love, I have loved a lot of people and a lot of friends, but there are a lot of things that we do not agree on. But I would take a bullet for them. I would step in front of a car for them. But, and there's some people that I don't agree with your lifestyle choices, but I still love them. I don't, yeah, I don't have to agree with you to love you. I'm yeah. a different person. I've had a whole different life up till now. Right. Yeah. But I think so many people associate with that with like, oh, well, I thought you'd love me. I'm like, I just don't know. I don't to support your decision in this area. I don't. And uh, if I still love you, you know, but. Well, and I think all this, shared over a glass of wine. all this leads to another thing is about when you when you love somebody and they do something that just makes you like so mad as the day is long. And like That's happened? allowing that to like take up space in your head and you're poisoning yourself. Yes. That's what I always think about. Because if I sit here and I be mad at somebody that did something like twenty years ago, what's the point? Yeah, they've done forgot about you're it only, most likely. You're only right? damaging yourself by not by not letting that go and forgiving. You know, and if it's something serious that needs to be dealt with, it's never been dealt with if, I mean God will not deal with it until you let it go and give it to him. I mean that's you know, get a little serious about that. Well, I've always, like, held on to stuff, like, read into stuff too much, and, but, like, oh, I think I hurt their feelings, and then I go to apologize to them, and they're like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know, and I'm like, I've been tortured for weeks now, and you don't even know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now I'm offended. <laughs> so, when I get upset like that, when I get really angry, what I've had to do is I'll, like, just stop. I'll, like, stop all contact. Because I know that I'm just going to act like a dumbass if I say anything. So, now, and, and I do. And if I do say something, I, and if I do say something instead of stopping it, I act like a dumbass. She's right. My daughter is right. I. That's how it is. I also said maybe I should do that. Oh, maybe you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that. Don't do that. No, and you end up in a lot of hot water. But I think I believe words are very powerful. So when I'm really angry. I may be like, we have to table this for a minute. Yeah. I think before I speak, because once something's said, it yeah, must not okay. be unsaid. Oh, now right. I'm thinking oh. about more TV situations. Because then I go back to how I met your mother. Like, time out! And they go, I need to do something. And but sometimes my time out is like six months. Because <laughs> I don't want you to hate me forever. I don't want to hate you forever. Not talk. They pretended like it wasn't happening and made a list of all the things they needed to argue about later when time was back in. Oh, yeah. We should all learn how to do that. Well, I'm not the type of person to just say what you got to say. Cuss me out. Call me every name in the book if you want to. But I'm good after that. Like five minutes later, I've had conversations with my dad. Now you gotta watch us each other out. And Is then five minutes thing? later, I'm like, I love you. Is that a redhead thing? I guess so. Maybe. I don't know. But my dad's not a redhead and he's five the same way. We're like, oh, oh, oh. But five minutes later, I love you, daddy. I love you too, Rachel. That's <laughs> me and my mom. That's how you are. I'm usually so mad. <laughs> Away from this. Now I'm like, no, the minute you walk away from this, this is over. We're not talking about it. 
So once you calm down, I've gotten over it. And then so you want to start road for it. Bring it up again. All over yeah. again. But some things need to be hashed out. So like my husband and I go through this. He doesn't want to talk about things. We're in the middle of an argument. He'll be like, well, I don't want to say it because you'll be mean. Because if I yeah. don't stop, I will get mean. I mean, that's a fault. Well, that's I have. why I like the idea of the time out and tackling it until later and pretending like things are okay and then come back to it. If you but then how do you bring it back up? I, I just literally were like, time but we can't be, that's what I'm saying like I have to stop because I will if I don't, don't stop I will say something especially if it's someone I'm really close to and there's a really close relationship if I continue to go when I get that like angry I will act like I will say something stupid I mean there's well and there's you know something I've learned I've, I've learned lately is that especially when it comes to just offense and getting angry over something or misreading a situation because that's a lot of times where where a lot of the issues come from is ask the question what if no one did anything wrong in this situation so if no one did anything wrong and no one intended anything to be wrong is there really a situation and sometimes you know obviously sometimes there's a situation but a lot of things i think at least in my life can be avoided by asking that simple question debbie's not allowed to go to tony robbins anymore <laughs> Hey, at least she's not married and she didn't come back divorced. <laughs> but see, I just, Maybe I'll I come back married. There we go. But see, like, out of all the arguments I've had, I cannot recall any of them, like, why we had an argument. Maybe, like, maybe a handful over the span of 35 years can I recall an actual argument over what ignited everything. But then that, it's like, once I let it out and I... Said my piece and said their piece. I'm good. I think I'm a bottler. I'm not gonna lie. To a certain extent, like I'll put up with so much, and then like right about the time it gets to here, I'm like, all right. That's and then nice. somebody throws a paper at you yeah. and you blow it. I'm, well, I, but not only am I blowing my top, is like I'm not like a huge yeller. I like like I'm like you push me as far as I can be pushed. Like I'm like you know what everything else I'll let slide, and I am done. And now I'm on music. My brain just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, literally, like, I know with my love, like, he said something one day, and I just don't even, I vaguely remember what he said, and I was like, that's it. Like, it was like, <laughs> mic drop, like, all right, I'm done. Let's do it. I was like, let's do it. And he was just like, kept pulled out the claws, biting ears off, like Tyson. <laughs> You try it. I try to use my, my lovely counseling and you love it. I'm like, and when you said that, that made me feel like this. So here's what goes on. The reason I feel like this is because this, 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 and this, it went up to that. And so, you know, but. Yeah, I'm not that nice. No. And I don't let things go as easily. So I, I just, no. I mean, once I do let it go, I'm usually like good. But it, sometimes it takes me time to process it. That has never worked for me in 42 freaking years, almost 40 years of life. <laughs> Just letting it go has not ever happened. <laughs> not right away. Not that quick. You know what? But like, the thing is, I'm not saying that letting stuff go overnight. Like, I'm not saying letting stuff go overnight. But my whole thing is, like, a particular family member, when we're in an argument, 
And so I'm 40 years old. They bring back something I did when I was 16. Right? <laughs> okay, let me no. make this clear. That was a whole different person than I am today, number one. Well, a lifetime ago. That was like a lifetime ago. Like, I've, I've grown a little, you know. So I don't think we can bring this back up. Like, I think this is nuts. And, and not, like, I think that's, I'm a firm believer in counseling. I think if you need it, go get it. It's great. You know, it's a good way to decompress. If meditation works for you, just do something. But the thing is, is that I think it's very important that if you're arguing about one thing, don't bring up 27 things from the past because that's not really what you're arguing about. What's the underlying issue? That's the one thing. Like if communication yeah. is the issue, talk about communication. You know, but yeah. I mean, if, I don't know, if your man didn't pick up hot tamales from the grocery store and that just set you off or something. It might. <laughs> <laughs> but, but why? That's the reason, like, why did the hot tamales set you off? So you gotta second yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you do life coaching. <laughs> Paul Heidi Kirk. Like, you got three different kinds of ice cream. You know I can't have ice cream. Right. You forgot the hot tamales. Like, what are you talking about? But I mean, for real. It's like, it's... It, I realize that mine can be like that moment, and then I'm like, all right, enough. But I do attempt to communicate with everything else. It's just like sometimes, I think sometimes you have to. Like, you have to sit down and have those hard discussions that nobody wants to have, nobody likes to have, but they're necessary in life. Well, a lot of times it's just a miscommunication or a misunderstanding of something, and it's like, oh, I totally didn't mean it that way, or that's true. Totally not yes. what I said. And I, like words yeah. get twisted in midair. I, I, and that's what I've run into. Like, so there was a, when I worked at the University of Phoenix, there was another manager of another department who one day emailed my boss and, and cop, well, emailed all of us and copied our boss, all the finance advisors, and was like saying something like, there's all these people out there. We were, we were like crazy busy and we had, like, in a moment on the way to go get the next person, like, we had, were discussing something. And he went back to his desk and emailed, like, trying to get us in trouble. It felt like he was trying to get us in trouble. And that was one of those things, like, I was upset. And it took me, like, I was respectful to him, but it took me a few months to kind of, like, let it go. Once I let it go, I went to him and I was like, hey, I, the whole thing, like, when this happened, this is how I felt. I just wanted to come, like, talk to you about it. And he was like, oh, my God, I, that was totally not my attention. He was like, I was really just trying to communicate, and he didn't know. But then there's, like, when I'm talking to my husband and, like, We've both said we are complete idiots half the time, and we're gonna just try to think the best about each other. And then it's like one day he's like not thinking the best about me, like WTF? I've been thinking the best about you for six months. What's happening? You know, that, that's when I that's when I get mean. I can shut up with the boss that, but it's like the people that I love that I'm like, well, it matters to you, and it should matter to them too because it matters to you. Because that's, to me, that's what love is. It's like, yeah. Well, it's and I think it's really important. It's being able to find that fine line, especially when you're in a relationship with another person, right, that you love and adore and you feel strongly about. It's like, we have to deal with our issues and we have to discuss it. But at the same time, being a partner in life means that you're kind of their cheerleader. Like, before they walk out the door, like, hey, right, you rock. I love you and you're amazing. Now go kill it today. Aww. I love you too. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what I think. It's like, anytime, I mean, anytime you're in a relationship with anything, it could be your kids or whatever. It's 
finding that fine meaning to figure out how to verbalize it. Face. <laughs> well, it's also like with friends. It's like Debbie's high moments where she almost came to my house and almost took me out behind <laughs> here and dragged me outside and was like, Look, we're going to talk this over. And we're going to do it now. That's all. What's really going to happen on your birthday weekend? I swear to you. Surprise birthday weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Pissed off at me. I'm not sure you let it go. Like which forest you're going to grow? Are you going to let the forest grow of the bitterness and the anger and the hurt, 
or just the judgment, I'm right, you're wrong, because we were talking about earlier, or are you going to let the forest grow of like letting it go and just loving other people, whether they're different, whether they've hurt you, whether whatever they've done. I don't have to be best friends with the person who hurt me, but forgiving them and moving on. It's a freedom when you're a lot happier as a person, not letting somebody else keep you up in a prison cell, basically. And it's just like, it doesn't do anybody any good to harbor that unforgiveness. Well, I think we beat that horse to death. I think we're going to beat that horse to death. We're not really beating a horse in case you're an animal activist. That is not what happened here tonight. Listen to the whole podcast. So here's the thing. I think we should end up on this. And the quote is from Bishop Michael Curry. And he said, love God, love your neighbor, and while you're at it, love yourself. Amen. That was the pastor at the wedding. At the wedding. So we closed with the wedding. All right. So that is the... Our podcast podcast for today, coming live from Stephanie's house, which we're not going to tell you where it's at, but join us next time because we'll probably be somewhere in the community again. And Wine and Jesus Night. And Wine and Jesus Night. Make sure that you subscribe. And subscribe, yes. And anything else? Okay, bye.